0: Thirty-six percent better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Get a one-dollar-per-month trial period at Shopify.com/work. Shopify.com/work. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices Not all Doctor Who villains are created equal, while some are capable of destroying entire planets or even causing devastation on a universal scale, others can be defeated by having someone shout Expelliarmus at them. And even though the Doctor's MO is to travel the universe, save innocent lives, and stop the bad guys, some villains are too clever, too sneaky, or simply too powerful to handle, capable of not only executing their chosen evil scheme, but on certain occasions even besting the Doctor. Alternatively, the Doctor may be simply forced to leave certain villains alone. If they don't have a weakness or even a Physical form, then there's often nothing that can be done to control them, kill them, or otherwise rid the universe of their existence. My name is Rich, welcome to Who Culture, and these are 10 villains the Doctor couldn't defeat. Number 10, Cold War The 11th Doctor episode, Cold War, finds the Doctor and Clara trapped on board a submarine that is under attack by Skaldak, a member of the mighty Ice Warrior race. With the Doctor being trapped in such a confined space with very few resources and no TARDIS, there really isn't much he can do to stop Skaldak's assault, and as a result, the alien runs rampant, killing several crew members and threatening to unleash nuclear warheads upon the Earth, potentially killing billions. This leaves the Doctor with one option, blow up the submarine, an act that would destroy the missiles and Skaldak, yes, but would also kill himself, Clara, and all the other innocent crew members on board the vessel. Fortunately, the Doctor doesn't have to do this in the end, but only because Skaldak leaves, and as an added bonus, he also decides to show mercy by not firing the warheads. The story ends with the good guy surviving and the Earth being left unharmed, but not because the Doctor beat the villain. If you boil it down, the Doctor actually lost this one, and things only turned out well because Skaldak chose peace instead of destruction. God, what a crap episode. Number 9. The Midnight Monster Midnight Midnight is a rare episode of Doctor Who, in that the villain had the Doctor well and truly beaten without a hope of survival. After boarding a shuttle to go on a tour of the planet Midnight, the Doctor is left paralysed by a mysterious, unseen creature that steals his voice. This creature, while possessing the body of a tourist, Sky Silvestri, then instructs the other passengers to throw the Doctor out of the shuttle, which would vaporize him instantly. But in the end, this doesn't happen, because the hostess realises that the Doctor is a helpless victim to the real villain, Sky. The hostess, in a truly courageous move, then drags Sky out of the shuttle, killing them both. So while the Midnight Entity was defeated at the end of the episode, or was it, this wasn't the Doctor's doing. In fact, if not for the bravery of the hostess, the Doctor would have been thrown out of the shuttle and vaporised himself. To put it another way, the Midnight Entity absolutely wiped the floor with him. Number 8. The Weeping Angels. The Angels Take Manhattan. The Doctor has beaten the Weeping Angels on a few separate occasions. In Blink, he tricked four of them into staring at each other, locking them in place forever, and then, in Flesh and Stone, he managed to send a whole army of them flying into a crack in time, wiping them from the universe. But you could argue that he didn't actually beat them on either occasion. The Angels from Blink could move again if a human stumbled across them and decides to move one of the statues. And those Angels that were wiped from existence? Well, they were reinstated when the Doctor reset the universe in the Big Bang. These instances aside, though, there is a clear a cut and undeniable example of the Doctor failing to defeat the Angels, and this took place in The Angels Take Manhattan. Near the end of the episode, the Doctor, Amy, Rory and River find themselves in a graveyard, and for a few moments it looks like they've managed to escape the creepy stone assassins for good. But then, out of nowhere, a lone angel sneaks up and zaps Amy and Rory back in time, removing two close friends from the Doctor's life. The Angels are said to be impossible to kill, and the best thing to do when facing them is to simply run away. But here, the Doctor couldn't even do that, and it costs him his companions. Number 7, The Valyard, the ultimate foe. In the series-long story Trial of a Time Lord, the Sixth Doctor's greatest foe is the legal system with the character being put on trial by the High Council of Time Lords. But a more specific thorn in his side is the Valyard, who represents the Prosecution Council. The Valyard really wants to ruin the Doctor's day, at one point he suggests the death penalty should be used as a punishment because he's a dick, and this massive hate boner persists throughout the entirety of the series, culminating in a face-to-face final showdown between the two characters. This results in the Valyard being presumed dead after he's hit with an energy surge during the final moments of the serial The Ultimate Foe. The Doctor assumes all is well and flies off in the TARDIS, ready for a fresh adventure, but then, at the very end of the story, the Valiard is shown to be alive and well, laughing into the camera. He hasn't returned in a televised story since then, but he's out there somewhere, and let's face it, he's probably up to no good. Number 6. The Pating. The Saranga Conundrum. Even though it appeared in arguably one of the worst episodes of Doctor Who ever, and I would like nothing more than to drop, kick, and then stamp on the little the Pating might be one of the most powerful foes the Doctor has ever encountered. The 13th Doctor had a run-in with this hungry little bastard in Series 11's The Saranga Conundrum, where it boarded the Saranga spacecraft and proceeded to devour anything it could get its hands on. And that's basically all the Pating wants to do. Eat, because it likes to munch on non-organic matter. Lock it in a cage? It'll eat the cage. Put it next to a bomb? It'll eat the bomb. So when the Doctor feeds it a bomb and makes it explode inside it and then eject it out into space at the end of the episode, she hasn't really defeated it. She's just quenched its appetite type for a while and left it to go and chomp on someone else's spaceship. Considering the Pating's ability this was really the best that she could do, but obviously not the best the writers can do, Jesus fucking Christ. Number 5. The Listen Creature. Listen. The Series 8 episode Listen is a strange one, because depending on your point of view, it either has a villain, or it doesn't. Either way, the Doctor doesn't do much defeating. The story kicks off when the Doctor speculates that there may be a creature out there that has perfected the art of hiding, and if its sole purpose and main survival mechanism is to hide, then how will we know it exists? It's an interesting topic, and while the episode is vague on the details, it does heavily hint that such a creature exists, and in one tense scene, the Doctor is shown to be hesitant to face it, let alone defeat it. This occurs when the Doctor and Clara encounter a young Danny Pink who lives in a children's home. In his bedroom, the trio is cornered by a mysterious something hiding under a blanket, and the Doctor grows quite panicked, demanding that Clara and Danny turn their backs on the creature to avoid looking at it. We rarely see the Doctor to be scared or unsure, but here he thinks that the best way to deal with this creature is to not deal with it at all. Was there even a villain in this episode? We don't know. But if there was, it feels like the Doctor would have been powerless to stop it. Number 4, The Stingray Swarm, Planet of the Dead A swarm of stingrays does not sound like a massive world-ending threat on paper, but if you give each of those stingrays sharp teeth that are capable of devouring anything you put in their way and some armor plating, things get a little more tricky. This is exactly what the Tenth Doctor had to deal with in the 2009 Easter special Planet of the Dead, where he had to get a bus full of humans back through a wormhole before they were all ripped to shreds by a deadly stingray swarm. This was a group of over a billion stingrays, each with those sharp fangs and tough outer shells. If it were just 10 or 20 of them, maybe the Doctor could have figured a way to fight back, but billions of them, all hungry and moving at a rapid pace? The only option was to flee. And so that's what the Doctor did, flying a double-decker bus through the wormhole to the safety of Earth. The Stingray Swarm were left to fly around the sandy planet of San Helios, uninterrupted, unobstructed, and unstoppable. Number three, the Vashta Narada, Forest of the Dead. There are a few villains in Doctor Who that you really can't fight back against, and the Vashta Narada are one of the most notable examples. Daleks and Cybermen can be shot, Santarans can be blown up, and it's probably possible to beat a Zygon to death if you're out of options and got a blunt object at hand, although that doesn't sound too efficient. But how do you kill a shadow? Well, you don't. All you can do against the Vashta Narada is And that's just what the Tenth Doctor and his allies are forced to do in Series 4's Forest of the Dead, the first and only time we've seen the Vashta Narada in a televised Hooniverse story. The creatures kill a handful of people and quickly begin to swarm all over the planet-sized library, and in the end, the Doctor just leaves them be while he exits the scene, because that's basically his only option. As mentioned, we haven't seen the Vashta Narada in a televised story since, and this might be because they're just so difficult to defeat. After all, how do you continue to write stories about a villain that has no real weakness? Number two, The Black Guardian, Enlightenment. The Black Guardian hasn't been seen in a TV episode since 1983's Fifth Doctor serial, Enlightenment, and although he burst into flames at the end of that adventure, he hasn't really been defeated. To quote The White Guardian, he will be waiting. A personification of the forces of darkness, the Black Guardian is only balanced out against the White Guardian, who personifies the forces of light, while one exists, the other exists too. And so, you can get rid of the Black Guardian for a while, which is what happened after that aforementioned flames incident, which was caused by Turlo throwing a diamond at him, but it's not like you can just kill him for good. As a result, this is an enemy that could easily return at some point in the future, and that would definitely be an interesting day for the Doctor and their companions. Number 1. The Daleks Various A shocking final entry, I know, but honestly, who else could it be? No matter how many times the Doctor faces the Daleks, and no matter how many times they appear to have lost, they always find a way to return. It's almost a running joke, because at this point, the Daleks just survive, all the time. This has been a thing for almost as long as the show has been on the air. The second Doctor story, Evil of the Daleks, which aired in 1967, ends with the famous villains apparently being destroyed, but obviously they weren't. More recently, the Daleks were then supposedly wiped out in the Time War, only for them to return in the 2005 revival. They've also directly beaten the Doctor on several occasions too, like when the 10th Doctor was shot by a lone Dalek in the Stolen Earth, forcing him to regenerate. And then there's the 11th Doctor episode, Victory of the Daleks, a title that does indeed spoil the story. Spoilers. Simply put, the Daleks will always be around, and the Doctor will never truly defeat them. They are just as iconic as the is, and in that sense, they're an integral part of the show. We'll be hearing the word... EXTERMINATE! ...for many years to come. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince.